Welcome to Pageant Planets Podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired to discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, and myself are covering the life of Riza Santos. She is Canada's triple threat crown winner. Riza Santos is a Filipino-Canadian national pageant queen who has won the epitome of pageant crowns in the Canadian pageant industry. She has also represented Canada and the Philippines at four of the largest international pageant competitions in the world, Miss Earth, Miss World, and Miss Universe. <laughs> that is just so amazing. That's Every time great. I hear it. Where's the fourth? I don't know, actually. It might be in there. Maybe we just, maybe I count it wrong. But okay, she's at least on Miss Earth, Miss World, and Miss Universe. Stay, yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. We'll see. This will be a good cliffhanger for all of us. <laughs> so Riza's natural beauty, charm, and charisma transfer outside of the pageant world and have shined through her career as a TV host and an actress. Do not mistake Riza for only being a pretty face. She is also intelligent and a devoted leader in the corporate and technology world. Her passion and mission has always been to inspire and empower women to achieve their dreams and be leaders in all career fields. She has been able to do this through pageantry, travel, television, business, and devoted servitude to the communities around her. And in addition, she is a singer, songwriter, and classically trained mezzo-soprano. And Riza will be releasing an EP later this year with someone very exciting. So let's find out more about Riza. So Riza was born in a rural town in Alberta and grew up in Calgary, a larger city in the province of Alberta. And she grew up in a culturally diverse family and is a mix of Spanish, Chinese, and Filipino. And this allowed her to look at life and travels as an opportunity to live out her natural curiosity and to drive and her drive for experience. Early in life, she was taught the value of critical thought and the pursuit of knowledge. Riza was well influenced by her parents who were immigrants and her grandparents. It was because Riza... Uh, it, it was because of her grandmother's courage and valor during the Second World War that inspired Rizzo as a teenager to enroll in the Canadian Forces Army Reserve. She also thought of her grandfather who contributed to society during wartime. Together, her grandparents would make huge pots of food for villages mm. where people were hungry. And she has 15 field ambulance and her basic um, and completed her basic military qualifications and soldier qualification. And we have all heard about former pageant queens like Miss USA, Deshaunna Barber, to name one particular, who have a background in the military, which drives their discipline and passion to be successful in their career and pageant endeavors. And this served as a foundation for Riza to do the same. Imagine the stress of thinking on your toes in that position. I feel like for the pageant contestants that have that type of a background, either a first responder or military, et cetera, pageantry, I feel like would be a breeze. After that, yeah, like, like I just have to answer a question. <laughs> right, god, nobody's life is on the line. Oh god, okay, give me the microphone. I got this. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Reese's family came from a culture that stressed and admired the value of academic achievement, with many of her family members earning advanced degrees, and this motivated Reese to study engineering um, at the. Solush School of Engineering, where she received numerous scholarships, including the Chinese Entrepreneurial Entrepreneur Society of Canada Scholarships and the University of Calgary's Science Excellent Award. 
Riza also lived in the Philippines for a while, working alongside the Canadian International Development Agency through the Pearl Project. While residing in the Philippines, Riza joined Pinoy Big Brother Celebrity Edition 2 and was proclaimed as the second place as second place winner in the show in 2007 after garnering half a million votes. Pinoy Big Brother is similar to our culture's reality show Big Brother, so those on the Western Hemisphere. Um, and Riza received significant press and popularity from this experience. There is no doubt that from this experience, Riza gained the following of support of the Filipino people for when she went on to compete in numerous international pageants, even as a Canadian representative. Riza began competing in pageants in 2006. And although you're about to learn how Riza achieved access accolades in the pageant world, these accomplishments were built on a foundation of self-discovery and personal growth. Riza won the title of Miss Earth Canada in 2006, granting her the ability to represent Canada at Miss Earth. Riza had a heart to promote environmental awareness and sustainability. She has partnered with the Canadian International Development Agency, the CIDA, and the Philippine, uh, Philippine Tourism Authority as a goodwill ambassador and this would serve her well as miss earth is annually hosted in the philippines this is a coaching moment for sure steven just listed off three or four third-party organizations that really have nothing to do with pageantry so my advice to those listening is partner with third-party organizations as much as possible but you don't want to partner with 15 because you don't want to fall through the cracks or not fulfill your obligations. And the other thing you want to make sure is that it's organic. It aligns with who you are, your experience, your background, etc. You don't just want to partner with anyone that will take you. You want it to be something that makes sense. And the reason for that is you can do so much more as a title holder if you're partnered with someone else. You are one person and there are so many pageant title holders in the world right now that you don't want to be part of the noise. You want to break through the noise. And how do you do that? You align with other organizations that people already trust or believe in. Once you do that, the public will see you as someone that they trust and that they see as doing valuable work because it's the valuable work that they believe in already, if that makes sense. So you want to align with third-party organizations that will help you bolster your message and gain trust through that. Yeah, and, and these partnerships also help set her up for success later on in life, open up other mm -hmm. doors. And yeah, you see a natural tie-in here. She was both Canadian and Filipino, and mm -hmm. the pageant's held in the Philippines. Um, so it's like, it makes sense completely that she would um, be promoting international tourism. She was basically going for the title of an international title holder. And really, she's positioning herself of like, hey, I'm already doing the work of Myth Earth. I'm like, like basically representing these international companies, et cetera. I can do this job. Here's proof. Well, and it's really important also, whenever someone tells me they're going to start their own nonprofit as a title holder, nine times out of 10, I tell them not to. Because there's probably a nonprofit that does something similar. It is a ton of energy, a ton of money, a ton of other resources to build your own organization from the ground up, especially when I see younger younger contestants like kiddos doing it. Partner with somebody else. Yeah, They probably already have the infrastructure. They have the means. They know where the need is the greatest. So partner with them. You don't need to create something to go alongside them. You can be alongside them. And I just really caution anyone from creating their own organization. You can have your own 
platform title that's yours alone that ties into it, but let the core be rooted in these other foundations that exist. Don't drive yourself crazy. You will not, I will not crown a contestant because she has a, an organization over someone that's done a ton of things with similar organizations. Having your own doesn't change that in my opinion. Does it change it for you? No, there's no bonus points. And and in fact, kind of, I mean, I don't think the judges are going to look at it this analytical, but it's way more work to have your own than just to represent someone else's. And at the end of the day, pageantry, like as a title holder, you are a spokeswoman. You know, that's like, that's the job you're going for. You are going for a spokesmodel position. You will be the spokesmodel of this pageant organization. You know, that's the goal. So it's not necessarily like um, you don't need to start your own pageant in order to be a good spokesperson. You'll need to start your own, um, you know, nonprofit to be a good spokesperson for a nonprofit. So, yeah. And just as somebody that's built a few businesses from the ground up, it is a tremendous amount of effort to get some traction. So, I mean, unless you find something that you're willing to do basically for the rest of your life, regardless if you make a penny and you just have this internal burn that's just calling you to do it, yeah, take Jesse's advice and just absolutely like just represent somebody else's because again, equal benefit and actually probably more benefit right off the bat because you get immediate connections, you get immediate perks, none of which you'll get um, if you just started on your own. Yep, tangible homework item real quick. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Identify three organizations that you could partner with that aligns with either your platform or your background or your career goals. And I would say make at least one local and at least, well, I should say at least, but one local minimum and one national. That way it kind of gives you the flexibility. So that middle one can be whatever you want, but one closer to where you live that you can take action immediately and one that's more of a pie in the sky. It's great. Cool. Okay. So although Riza's environmental platform and efforts were strong, her performance was not enough to place in the top 20. She did, however, win the Miss Photogenic Award and placed top five for Miss Earth Talent 2006. Riza emerged back into the pageant scene in 2011, where she took home the title of Miss World Canada from her predecessor, Denise Garrido. Garrido. And Riza's charm, ability to communicate effectively, and her commitment to community service made her a top contender. Miss World 2011 was held at the Earl's Court 2 in London, United Kingdom. Riza placed in the top 31 of 120 contestants. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And she also placed as fourth in the sport talent competition. And in pageantry in the United States, we can usually see pageant contestants hold state or national titles in several different pageant systems. But rarely does one contestant sweep the national titles of the three largest pageant systems in one country, especially because it can take several years to win even one of those national titles. Right. It's also interesting to see that in both international pageants, she won, in essence, a talent competition Mm -hmm. or placed really well there. So obviously she's got some strength. Oh, we'll get there. So Risa took her experience to the Miss Universe Canada pageant in 2013. Again, Risa was one of the front runners to win the title. This year was tough competition as she was competing against Denise Garrido, former Miss Earth Canada and Miss World Canada, and um, Sarah Bercher or 
Pierre Burchell, Burchell, former Miss Teenage Canada. And this was also reasons last year of eligibility to compete. So she'd have to win or she wouldn't have an opportunity to go to Miss Universe ever because she'd age out. Mm-hmm. To many a surprise, Riza received the first runner-up award, and Denise Garrido was crowned as Miss Universe Canada 2013. And while any woman in the top five was qualified and experienced, there was like something lingering in the air yeah. after that pageant. And that night, Riza had flown to Las Vegas and was focused on moving forward. I mean, that's kind of impressive, right? You have the pageant, and you're like, okay, jump a flight heading to Vegas, like next mm-hmm. chapter kind of gives you a little snapshot into like her mentality. Right. Yep. Um, this, uh, this was until like she got a call from the Miss universe Canada organization who had determined that there was a tabulation error and that she mm. was actually the winner of Miss universe Canada 2013. And Serena Berschel was also determined, it was also determined that she was the first runner up and Denise, she ranked as third runner up. So they had it all convoluted the top three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Risa Santos was ready to take on her role as Miss Universe Canada 2013. She prepared to go live on the air with CNN for her first interview while it was just 4 a.m. in Las Vegas. And this is a huge coaching moment and it's always be ready then this often means over-preparing, and this means pack extra outfits, give yourself extra time, et cetera. And, I mean, think about it. There are several times that the contestant throughout the year cannot fulfill their obligations, and the first runner-up takes over. So even if you don't end up getting the call, like Riza got, that it was a tabulation error, you could be called upon at any time. So you don't want to just prepare for your pageant. You, I always say you want to you have a reign where that the judges look are following you and they think, shoot, we should have crowned her or we made a mistake. Like that's how much I want the first runner up to go after that year. And also like, you never know when you could get a call. And it's as simple as this, like pack a few extra things that you need. I didn't, when I went Miss International, I wasn't thinking I had exactly the amount of outfits that I needed for the week because I was on a budget at that time and I was like crystal clear. Okay, this was my, I was great. I was very organized. And then I won and I had to go to my contract signing the next morning and I didn't have anything to wear. Like I had worn everything. I had taken photos. So fortunately I had my onstage interview dress that I wore for 15 minutes and no photos were posted of me in that. So that worked, but I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I have nothing ready. And then I saw my other sister Queens, my Mrs. International and my teen international that looked so great. And polish, and there I am in a repeat. So <laughs> always prepare at least a couple of extra things. And that's in every aspect of competition, not just outfits and being on time. Just oh, think things through and then think them through again. Yeah, I mean, it's just a life lesson too. Like we run, we give ourselves so such a small margin of error. Like we leave the house and you know the GPS says it's going to take 46 minutes. We leave and like we give ourselves like three minutes. We, we yeah. So, okay, great. I can leave at 12.03. That gives me three minutes to park the car and go upstairs and like walk through the door just in time. Mm-hmm. Versus like, and so you can get there and gosh, if there's a wreck or you can't find a parking space, it causes you to be frazzled, which throws your energy off. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, as you're saying with the outfits or just, uh, you know, other little things like maybe have a backup makeup brush or, you know, you know whatever, so that you... Give yourself more cushion to be able to make mistakes. 
And I really saw this firsthand. Um, and I, with my marketing company, originally I marketed some movies. And so I was on set, some of the movies and watching them, what they did. And they had doubles of everything. I'm not saying you need doubles of everything, but it was really interesting because for them, they didn't want to stop production to have to go to the drugstore to get another, you know, whatever, cola. So they had a surplus of everything and their mentality was, whatever, we'll just have somebody take it back if we don't use it. But like, it needs to be here because if we mm-hmm. ever need it, we don't want to stop down. So that really had a tremendous impact on me of giving yourself margins of error. And so, you know, Hopefully that connects with you listening. For sure. Throughout the year, Riza was able to travel and attend many events to lend a helping hand for those in need. And she received a lot of media coverage due to the crowning mix-up, naturally. And mm-hmm. she made Canadian pageant history as the first woman to be crowned um, the national title for the three largest international pageants, Miss Earth, Miss World, and Miss Universe Canada. So I guess maybe it was a little flip up in the beginning. I so know. Was... I was I was taking notes as we went. Earth 20, 2006, World 2011, Universe 2013. I was like, maybe there's one hidden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe three. Only so, three. Only oh, three. I, I know. Oh, my gosh. What a shame. <laughs> it was only three national titles. That is so, I mean, I, I know we're just reading it off. But like, I mean, it makes girls life if they can make one. Like Miss Universe Canada, right? Or like Miss, mm-hmm. you get to go to Miss Universe, you get to go to Miss World. And like, she's like, yeah, third time's a charm maybe, right? Like, let's just keep trying. And mm-hmm. that is an amazing testimony to just how talented she is. Oh my gosh. I th- We always say like different judges, different day, different results. That's, that's the mantra of pageantry. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's been able to win pretty much like her first time out every time, almost her first time out every time, just says how magnetic she, she must be. Yeah. Yeah. So Risa then competed at Miss Universe in November 2013, which at that particular time was held in Moscow, Russia. And although she did not place at Miss Universe this year, she made memories and friendships that would last for many years to come. After winning three of the largest national titles in Canada, Risa, she took a break from pageantry for a few years to focus on her career. And we all know how time-consuming and emotionally, mentally, and physically draining the world of pageantry can be. And sometimes it can feel like a weight off your shoulders when you take breaks from always having to be, mm-hmm. you know, air quotes, like on. Like, oh, yes. hi, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like sleep in for a change. My goodness. Right. Um, we do not know if Riza plans to compete again, but we sure do know that she has had her fair share of experiences with pageant scandals in her pageant career. And all in all, to look at Riza's overview of her pageant career, she's had numerous successes at the national and international level, and the impact she has left on others around her will remain. And that brings me to another coaching moment, because even though most of us can't relate to the scores being flubbed, we, everyone listening can compete, can compare with COVID-19 throwing a huge wrench in your plans. Either you can't compete in the pageant that you plan to, or you can't give up your title, or maybe it limits one entire year of eligibility for you. Just because your experience is different doesn't make it any less. So say you won a virtual pageant this year. Your title is still your title, just like it would have been if you won on that stage. If you gave up your title, doesn't mean that your year wasn't as successful or impactful. So keep that in mind. Just because circumstances are weird, don't look down on your experience. And I promise you no one else is either. And we've seen some of the best pageant leaders like Riza, like Pia Wurzbach, 
choose to not let their crowning mishaps define the legacy they aim to create. We can't control when mistakes are made or circumstances the world puts us in, but we can continue to fulfill the purpose and destiny that is laid in front of our path. And if you experience something similar in your pageant competition, remember that you have something in common with these iconic pageant women who have, and I'm, I'm saying that was like Pia and Riza in mind, but there are so many others and just like be fulfilled in that and be proud of that. Yeah, we have a tendency to diminish our success and how it comes. Like, oh, but it was a virtual pageant. You know, somebody's like, oh, congratulations. Like, you won. It's like, yeah, but it was a virtual pageant, right? Or, yeah, I won, but it was a tabulation error, so I didn't necessarily get the crowning moment, you know, <laughs> on my crowning moment on stage. And there's just something about it. And I don't know if it's human nature or our propensity to kind of self-sabotage or whatever it is, like low self-esteem. But just like if someone congratulates you, especially if you did win a virtual pageant or an unorthodox pageant because of the time, just say thanks. Like if someone says like, wow, you look amazing, they'll say, yeah, but I gained the COVID-19 the, the COVID because I've you know been uh, mm-hmm. unable to work out for three months and been eating everything in sight. Just say thanks and watch like your insides will start to crawl. I mean, because it just feels so uncomfortable when someone compliments you and you just say, thank you. I appreciate it because your natural propensity is either to self, like put yourself down or to jump over their compliment and try to over compliment the other person like me. Oh my gosh. Well, you are blah, 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 blah. So just say thanks and just receive it and, and mm-hmm. watch what a humbling experience that is. I love that. So Riza became a popular actress for the ABS and CBN television network after competing on Pinoy Big Brother when she lived in the Philippines. And although you may not recognize some of her work, she is still a celebrity actress um, most recognizable for her roles in many Filipino television shows and movies. One of her most notable roles was in the movie um, Double Trouble. Here, she was able to work alongside legendary Filipino actors, and her performance earned her a Best Actress Award nomination from the Film Academy of the Philippines. It's called the Luna Awards. We all know the fame and popularity that we see former Miss USA contestants who appear on reality television shows like ABC The Bachelor, and Riza has this, but it's in the Philippines. And for those of you listening in America, you might not necessarily see all these things, but for our Filipino listeners, they're like, yep, Mm -hmm. yep, I know who she is. So Riza was also the official television host of the Asian Poker Tour with tournaments in Manila and uh, I hope I'm not butchering this too bad, but Macaw and airing on the CS9 Sports Channel and Solar Sports. She has graced magazine covers such as Gadgets, Action and Fitness, Total Woman, Women's Journal, Speed, and Mod, to name a few. And she also has been an endorsement model for numerous campaigns across Canada and the Philippines. Riza has been named one of the Philippines' most beautiful people in OK Magazine, a huge deal. 
and has strutted the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week runway in Moscow, Russia. Yeah, I was flipping through pictures of uh, of her like on Google Images and pulling up articles like in preparing for this. And it said she is dangerously beautiful was one of the mm. titles of it. I was like, ooh, that's that's a that's a fun title to have. Yeah. But no doubt that being in the public eye consistently helped Riza develop an image, standard, and deep awareness of herself that allowed her to succeed in pageants, career, and on television. Now Riza has been more focused on a career in business and technology, working as the vice president of Argyle Fox Incorporated. Riza is instrumental in the software project and sales cycles and is a corporate and marketing strategist, helping companies achieve their mandates by identifying opportunities to streamline operations and grow market share. Mm, sounds fun, actually. As a director in the technologies... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Nerd. As a... Um, executive in the technology sector, she believes in empowering young women for careers um, in tech. And Riza was recently featured in Yahoo Finance to advocate for the new digital space on a global scale. She's a firm believer that we should be adapting to the ever-changing digital landscape in the 21st century. She's actively involved in the community and has volunteered with several organizations such as the Lions Club, as a track and field coach for Special Olympics Canada, and as an emergency ward volunteer and prevent alcohol risk-related trauma and youth program volunteer at Foothills Hospital. And she has also represented Variety, the children's charity. She spent a lot of time recording in Universal Music Campus, Santa Monica, California, to debut her EP with Malik Youssef, who was also produced for such articles like Kanye West, Beyonce, and Katy Perry. No big deal. Yeah, I, I looked him up on Wikipedia, and I was blown away by his resume. So the fact that she's working with him just kind of reinforces all of those talent awards she received. And it shows her capacity, not not only her talent, right, but her ability to connect with people and network. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like you just call up Malik, <laughs> right? I mean you got to kind of know someone to get in there um, to kind of get that interview and you need to have the financial means to be able to secure something, um, you know, secure his time and his labor. Mm-hmm. So that's again, a testimony to what she's been able to accomplish and where she is in life. So good for yep. her. Yeah. And this is something that we see now during this pandemic with many pageants, title holders and contestants have learned to advocate for their platforms online and pageant directors have begun organizing some of the industry's very first virtual pageants. And we are also seeing many online pageant workshops pop up by means of Skype, Zoom, Google Hangouts. And while the quarantine precautions may not last forever, the ability to utilize technology to develop yourself and your platform online can be a valuable asset for you the next time you compete. So looking back on her pageant journey, Riza has six major lessons that have major impact on the competitors' uh, competitions she has invested in. First, do what it takes. Second, be courage, be courageous. Third, communicate. Four, be politically aware. Five, build off your strengths around you. And lastly, know yourself. And while pageants are won on the final night, for the most part at least, the ability to be prepared to take on the duties and responsibilities of the crown and title are acquired in the months leading up to the pageant. Riza is a legendary example of how pageants are an ever-evolving platform that require women to always be reflecting on who they are, how they feel about hot topics going on around the world, and what they want to accomplish as a title holder. 
For additional help on reflecting how you feel about worldwide political and current topics, sign up for our Pageant Daily newsletter to answer our question of the day. And if you've been following our question of the day on Instagram, um, we actually decided to pull it off social media altogether. And um, we find that the questions that help the most in pageantry and inside of interview cause the most um, turmoil on social media. So a lot of people were offended by them and um, kind of speaking out against it. So we're like, you know what? That's just not even worth it. Let's just tuck it away inside the newsletter so people who want to see it can actually get it. And that's how you can get it is by signing up for it, putting your free email um, or putting your email inside the form. And we deliver it to you for free. It's five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, with the exception of holidays. And you can get a question of the day that's politically charged, um, which is what most contestants struggle with. And we also give you um, news recaps to help you inside the interview room and for your onstage question. Mm-hmm. So this is Reese's own words. We just kind of summarized it, but I'll say it in her own words. She says, the competition isn't one on coronation night or the preliminary. The competition is one in the months of preparation prior. It's one in the hours spent in the gym and in personal development and refinement. Perhaps the most important element of preparation is studying. Knowing what it takes to win and studying those that had won before is where half the battle is won. Great advice. Yeah. And if you'd like to be a featured contestant for our next podcast, create a contestant profile with all of your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. Then email support at Pageant Planet with the title Pageant Plan or I'm sorry, podcast feature, so we can review your profile and we'll let you know after you submit if you're scheduled. It's that easy. And also a special shout out to Maria Jorlando for doing the research and thank you for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action to you, but it really does mean the world to Jesse and I. So, and it helps us keep the show going. So until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.